0: Hail and well met. Welcome to another episode of Self-Evident. I am Jenna, and with me are Alyssa,
1: Eliana, Bryn, and Kenna Rose. All five hosts, look the at us, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa!
0: So this episode actually is going to tie in to the episode that we did with Bryn to introduce her. So we're going to be talking about some overarching lies that the pro-choice movement. Um, comes at us with and that we see as arguments that aren't necessarily very easily shot down. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So the pro-life movement recently has been under a lot of flack because the decision of Roe versus Wade was recently overturned in June, which we all praise God for. Yes. But no one really understands what are the... What's the aftermath? I know a lot of people have been talking about Roe versus Wade and a lot of people have been explaining what it would do. But Mm -hmm. since it's such a hot-button issue, I kind of felt like we all needed to cover it as well. So we're going to real quickly go over what are the legal ramifications that are now in place that Roe is over. Um, And Alyssa is our expert on all things legal and statistical. <laughs> so she's just
3: gonna take it away right here. Okay, um, yeah, a, a lot of people in light of the Supreme Court's decision in June that of course we all are thanking the Lord for, um, but in light of the overturning of Roe versus Wade, pressing questions of legal ramifications are on the forefront of everybody's mind, it, especially also conservatives. We're all right, wondering, right. you know, what, it, what does this mean? Yeah. What exactly does the overturning of this decision mean in a legal sense. Because Roe v. Wade was overturned, the question of abortion laws or bans now goes back to the states for them to decide independently.
0: Wait, 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 so I've been hearing that now that Roe v.
3: Wade is overturned, that means there's like no abortion whatsoever and everybody is going to be- that. That is not true. Each state decides for themselves. Um, according to a New York Times article entitled, Tracking the states where abortion is now banned, and it was last updated July 27th, Uh, the article states, quote, Abortion is now banned in at least nine states as laws restricting the procedure take effect following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Another four states now ban abortion at six weeks of pregnancy before most women know they are pregnant. Mm. More bans are expected in the coming weeks, and in many states, the fight over abortion access is taking place in courtrooms where advocates have sued to block enforcement of laws that restrict the procedure. About half of states are expected to allow abortion bans or other limits on the procedure to take effect. In many cases, courts still must determine the fate of these restrictions. Lawmakers in other states are expected to propose new laws, either to restrict or to protect abortion access, end quote. Mm. And currently, the states where a full ban is in effect is Wyoming, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Mississippi, and Alabama. Um, The states that have a six-week ban in effect are Ohio, Tennessee, Georgia, and South Carolina. So those are the states that already have their laws penned out. Now, there are other states that are pending, like um, North Dakota uh, and such like that. Illinois still allows abortion. Of course, California, New York.
0: Of course. Our governor actually wants us to become the abortion capital of, I believe it's the Midwest, but he could have said the nation. That's depressing. Right. And actually, I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I recently heard, um, I was in a meeting the other day where I heard, I think it was when they repealed the um, mm-hmm. parental notice bill people were actually our lawmakers were actually standing up giving each other high fives and applauding themselves that's, awful. that's it, it was either the repeal of parental notice or it was the bill that recently went into effect that i think it's it must it might be sb 25 that it now legalizes abortion in illinois up to all nine months that's what's dangerous. the point why would they like why would you celebrate that like New York did it when
3: uh, they passed all nine months of abortion from that
1: it's so heartbreaking yeah
3: now the pressing question that comes after this with knowing that there are bans in some states is mm-hmm. what does this mean for doctors um, what what are the punishments and the punishments vary from state to state um, according to a political article Um, In Texas, anyone who performs, induces, or attempts an abortion where an unborn child dies as a result of the offense is guilty of a first-degree felony punishable by up to life in prison and up to a $10,000 fine under the state's trigger ban, which means that the ban went into effect when the Supreme Court decision was made. That's what a trigger ban is. they pre-planned. It was pre-planned to go into effect. Got it. And in, in Alabama... Anyone who performs an abortion, provides abortion pills or AIDS, abets or prescribes for the same, faces up to 12 months in county jail or hard labor and a fine of up to $1,000 under the state's pre ban. in South Carolina. A person who ends their pregnancy either with a pill or by other means, faces up to two years in prison and a fine of up to $1,000 under state law. Bills moving in some states go even further. Legislation in Louisiana that would classify abortions as homicide and extend legal personhood to fertilized eggs was voted out of committee on Wednesday. Homicide is punishable in the state by death penalty or life without the possibility of parole. The article on Politico also had a graph stating um, the different states that are not mentioned in the article um, that have their restrictions. So, for instance, in North Dakota, Idaho, Arizona, Arizona, Oklahoma, you can be in prison up to five years, in other states up to 10 years, up to 14 years, up to 15 years okay, life. Okay, so are these,
0: um, you could go to prison for this, is this just sig- uh, targeted towards the doctors? This is toward the doctors, Okay, yes. And also, I wanted to say, um, how interesting is it that we're calling people who perform abortions doctors when the term doctor is to help right? They're, um, nurture they're, life?
3: Um, they're going against the Hippocratic oath that they took when yeah. they became doctors. It's actually, sadly, ironic. And um, now, in summary, what you're
0: saying is several states now will punish abortion with the death penalty? Is that Some, yeah. Some will, mm-hmm. and then others will
3: have life without parole. Life without parole, that's the option in louisiana you either receive the death penalty or life in prison without the possibility of parole other states are you're imprisoned other states you're fined got it it. depends on what state you're in
0: very interesting
3: so no this is just towards the doctors right yes this is not towards people that
0: well you said someone who can take the pill would be
3: punishable correct it's any in alabama anyone who performs an abortion provides provides okay now, in South Carolina, a person who ends their pregnancy either with a pill or by other means faces up to two years in prison. So South Carolina, in their law, it sounds like they include the women that partake in the abortion. That's very interesting. Why and why would we want to punish the mother?
0: Why, why, she's the victim here as much as anybody else.
3: Right, and you hear that a lot in conservative circles, that the woman is just as much of a victim of the child. And I would say that... That's false, that because of what we we talked about in a previous episode about Romans 2 and how God's law is written on our hearts, um, that God's common grace does extend to abortion. According to Abby Johnson, when she uh, was pro-abortion and she actually um, had a couple abortions, she, in her book, recounts the agonization that she went through, the mental health degradation that she endured because she knew something was wrong. And I think that's very telling that women know what they're doing deep down. Maybe they don't fully understand it, but I do believe that God places protections on life. And I think one of those protections is your conscience is pricked when you're about to take life. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I don't know if I would say that they know what they're doing per se. I'd say that
1: it would... In most cases, they can probably tell that there's something wrong, even if they don't specifically know exactly yeah, their conscience is bothering what that them. is. And it's it's like, it's not a singular case that you brought up either. Like, this is, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. And we, we've seen it happen with a lot of women who have gotten abortions. But a lot of them probably feel something is not right, but cannot tell what is. And that's the I think that's an accurate way to put it product of being twisted by a world or allowing certain things to come to you, and I know it's like, like
4: propaganda exactly yeah. propaganda,
1: and I know that some women do consciously make the choice and that they they do understand, yep. and I think once you reach a certain part um with sin, once you reach a certain part your conscience becomes so dulled to the point where Mm -hmm. you can't feel that stuff and you can't understand it. Isn't, like,
3: biblically called, like, seared your conscience? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what it is? Mm -hmm. And believers are told to not grieve the Holy Spirit, that even believers can sear our consciences. Now, not to a point that an unbeliever can, I, I don't I think it would be different, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because we so. have the
0: Holy Spirit. God right. literally
3: gave him to prompt us to right. good works. And Sorry, to, you, my, my brain just backfired. I was like, am I being horrible? No, no, you're, you're, <laughs> you're fine. you <laughs> um, <No. laughs> I do agree with you, Eliana. Not every case is the same, and I know people who have volunteered in crisis pregnancy centers. People who work there can vouch for the fact that because. Pregnancy centers provide um, sonograms and ultrasounds where they show you the baby, they show you the heartbeat. A lot of women have been changed by that because they thought there wasn't a baby there. Mm -hmm. They've been told that it's just a glob of cells, it doesn't matter, it's not a life. Um, And that kind of goes into Eliana's point. Right, yeah? Yeah.
0: yeah. Eliana, how can you tell that a life is in fact a human life and not just a parasite living in a woman's body?
1: Well, so I think we're actually having a whole extra discussion in there, I guess. And it's like, I think we can all agree, everybody, that it is a life if you actually think about it. So biology has certain characteristics of life that they've listed out that determines whether or not something is a life. Uh, For example, I'll just list them here. Order, sensitivity Mm -hmm. or response to stimuli, reproduction, growth and development regulation homeostasis and and energy processing an unborn child whether or not a clump of cells or a human baby has all of these things right so it is a life and i think the question is more how can we tell that it is a human life and thus worth protecting exactly well according to the charlotte i believe it's pronounced lozier i think so lozier institute we'll just call it that that's right (laughs) Uh, there is a clear distinction between cells and organisms. Both of them are alive, yet organisms exhibit unique characteristics that can reliably distinguish them from mere cells.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: So, uh, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, uh, an organism is defined as, one, a complex structure of interdependent and subordinate elements whose relations and properties are largely determined by their function in the whole. And then two, an individual constituted to carry on the activities of life by means of organs separate in function but mutually dependent or a living being. And so according to the uh, Lozier Institute, this definition stresses the interaction of parts in the context of a coordinated whole as the distinguishing features of an organism. So with that, we can see that organisms are living beings, right? Okay. Therefore, another name for a human organism is a human being, right? Mm. And so it goes on to say that human beings can be distinguished from regular human cells because basically if we didn't do that, you would just be arguing whether or not it's okay to... Mm kill say like a skin cell right and it's so it's like the question is is the unborn child a human organism or is it just human cells right and so then it goes on to say that a human being is composed of human parts for example cells proteins rna dna yet it is a it is different from a mere collection of cells because it has the characteristic molecular composition and behavior or of an organism or it acts as an interdependent and and in a coordinated manner to carry on the activities of life referring back to the um to the dictionary definition of what an organism is but the woman still shouldn't
0: be required to carry that life i mean she's gonna be doing it all alone because you can't really force a woman to carry an
1: independent life She didn't make that decision. She doesn't want to have that baby. I think this comes, that argument comes from a lack of understanding and a lack of personal responsibility. So, in most cases, it is the woman that chooses. She may not choose directly in her mind. She may not like commit the action and think to herself, you know what, I'm going to have a child. But still, You, one plus one equals two, right?
3: While she didn't choose to get pregnant, she still...
1: She still chose to do the the thing that that would get her pregnant. Exactly. And so there's a certain amount of responsibility that she needs to take in this. And so it's like, and regardless of that, even if she did choose or not to, just because there's another human that is... Perhaps, in your view, bogging you down or because there's something that, in your view, is taking from you. It doesn't make it right to kill it. Nothing says that your life is more valuable than another.
0: Yeah, see, but I think that is one thing about the pro-life movement that pro-choice um, individuals don't understand. Because you say that one life is not more valuable than another. mm mm-hmm but then you're going to make the woman carry the baby. Like,
2: it doesn't really seem like you care about the woman. Bryn, is that true? Well, what I would first say is one that I think that's kind of a sidestep argument from what truly matters is the fact that the child is a life, and no matter what, it's wrong to murder a life. But in the sense of pro-life clinics and just people in general not caring about women's health, I would say there—that's not true. There are multiple pregnancy centers, Aid for Women, um, Northwest Family Families for Life, Life Choices Medical Clinic, Hope Clinic. Like there are all these um, pregnancy centers that will give them pregnancy
3: tests and ultrasound exams, and, and all of the the services yeah. they provide are free. Yeah, free they baby are. clothes, free diapers, free sonograms, free, free ultrasounds. Housing. Yeah, some do that, and I think a lot of people that look at the pro-life movement and say, well, what are you actually doing for women? You're making them stay pregnant and have their kids. And I would say, well, what are you doing for women? Yeah, this is coming from... I'm kind of, like, pulling from Ali Vestaki, like, what are you doing for women? Are you doing any of this? Have you gone into a crisis pregnancy center and seen the services they provide
2: for free? Instead, a lot of people are just trying to burn them to the ground. Right. And it kind of shows... literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It kind of shows, like, what what their real thing is. It's not really about the whole thing for woman's choice. Anger is
1: blind. And yes, they just want to be able to, they have this anger and they want to put it in a direction, right? They want to. I also think
2: that they want to, they want to do things that God intended for marriage, outside of marriage and outside of the biblical context. They don't want boundaries. And just for their happiness. They do not want boundaries. Responsibility out the window. It's the whole thing of just let me be happy. So
0: you're saying that pro-life pregnancy centers exist for the very reason of helping women. Yeah. But you're still making the woman have the baby. You're still shackling them to that child. They don't want that responsibility. Like, that, that doesn't really solve anything. Yeah, it gets the kid out of the woman's body, but she still now has this little child to take care of.
4: Yeah, so this one is a hard lie to combat because yes technically when they have the child their life might change and they have more they have to think about than just um, themselves
2: themselves.
4: yeah right and so there are a couple of really good points we can talk about when talking about this first I mean (coughs) if by runa life they mean that their plans will change and they have a new person they need to take care of and put ahead of what like think of them over what they think of themselves, then yeah, the life might be air quotes, ruined. But if by ruin a life they mean, you know, actually totally destroyed, like they can't do anything, all they do is raise a child locked in a house. I mean, no, that's not, you're not, uh, by having a child, a woman's life is not going to be ruined. Children are a blessing. We see in Psalm 127, 3-5, through five, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gates. Plus, we think of plenty of stories where women have had children, and yet they continue to do other things, such as get a job or continue with college. I mean, Amy Coney Barrett's in the Supreme Court, and she has how many kids? Seven. So say Candace
2: Owens and like right. a lot of these political people as well. And then there's just people in general like, my mom, she's a realtor, but she also has four kids. Yeah. And she
1: homeschools.
0: Yeah.
2: That's true. So my mother's pretty impressive. Back to yes. the
0: two women that I was talking to outside of the Planned Parenthood Center, one of them told me that she actually was in a crisis pregnancy when she was in college. She was about $40,000 in debt. She was not yet done with her degree, but she decided to have this baby anyways. She was about 24 years old at the time, and she had to drop out of college. She had to rethink her whole life, and what she told me was that if she could go back 26 years ago and make a different choice, she would have aborted her son. That's
4: just evil. It's so sad. And I think a lot of that stems from the idea that culture does not have a biblical worldview. There is no reason to believe life is sacred unless you have a biblical worldview. Because
3: otherwise humans are just animals. Right. Animals because, who are more intelligent. Right. Because this is such a, a big issue for believers especially because people are created in God's image life is sacred because God says it's sacred. Therefore, believers take up the torch of the sanctity of life. That's why we believe what we believe. It's not because we're coming up with ideas and uh, trying to have a different stance on something than someone we disagree with. That's not the point. The point is God says something and we're upholding what God says. Yeah,
4: right. And I also think without a biblical worldview there's not a reason to think of another life is more important than what you want to do because otherwise you think well this person's just getting in the way of everything i want to do and everything i
1: have planned my life a certain way and it's going Mm -hmm. to get messed up and i know we've talked before about how everybody has something they want to worship if it's not god when you place yourself as what you are worshiping and when you sacrifice everything on the altar of I and the altar of yourself, what you're really doing is you're no longer staying under the moral law, you're no longer saying, this is right, this is wrong. Instead, you're basing everything off of what I want and that is your basis for right and wrong.
2: Um, I have a question for Jenna. Going back to um, how you said that the woman was like, I would have aborted my child going back. Did she say anything about it ruining her life?
0: hmm okay. She said
2: it completely destroyed her life. I wanted to say to that is the American dream. You have the American dream. Mm-hmm. It's get a good job, get, learn a lot of money, have a good family, etc. And I know it's hard to have to drop out of school,
0: but... There are so many options out there for you. There are so many other ways you can succeed other than the, just the one path that you decided. This is called achievement. There, there are so many options for your life to go well. And if you are content with, the, with what has God has given you and you are faithful what he has given you, your life will be successful no matter if you get accolades in, in schools or if you uh, achieve promotions and jobs. If you raise one kid to love the Lord, with all of their heart, soul, mind and strength. You have achieved something worth more than all of that combined. You have saved a soul right. for the kingdom.
4: Right. And I mean more than and not to mention like kind of going in a different direction too, but if a woman has a child and they're not in the position where they don't think they can take care of the child, there's adoption too. There are there are other Options. hundreds of people who would love to have a child but don't have the means.
0: Pastor Jeff Durbin of Apologia Church in Arizona, actually their whole mission is to stop abortion all across America Mm -hmm. and they go outside their local Planned Parenthood and they try, they give the gospel to these women who are going in. And he met this one woman who was going in to get an abortion and he said, please don't do it. And she said, "Um, well, I can't take care of this baby. And Jeff Durbin said, but we can and she looked straight at him and said so will you adopt my son and he said yes I would and nine months later he had another boy Aww. he added another son into their Aww. family
4: Aww. that's so sweet
0: and that's that is basically the pro-life mindset if you if you don't want your kid we will absolutely and more than readily take them into our fold your child or our child we still love it yeah. it's a child
1: it's made it's made in
0: the image of God and a lot of people will say that the adoption uh, facilities and the adoption like process and whatnot it's all wrecked and you do not want your it's better here's another thing that those two women told me it is better for the kid to be dead than go through the foster care system and while I understand that yes our foster care system is messed up don't you think you that why are you making the decision for this little life
2: and, and
3: also our little
4: life. I mean, have you ever been yeah. in the foster care system?
0: Like actually one of them was. Okay. And she had an absolutely abysmal experience. Okay. Foster
3: care is pretty. Foster expensive. care is rough. But okay. as it relates to um, pregnancies, you don't need to go through the foster care system. You can get in touch yeah. with an adoption agency yeah. and what they actually do is they find couples who can't have kids, who are who desire children, and they go to the hospital and when you have the baby that baby is then given to the new family to where that child has a home immediately and the child doesn't need to go through the foster care system. They have loving parents yep. ready and willing mm-hmm. to take them in. There are
0: so many private adoption agencies that were set up with the intention to help mothers in crisis. Mm-hmm. And, and,
3: sorry, go ahead. Go ahead
0: to, no, no, go ahead. I was going to that. say
4: sometimes these are legitimate good arguments, but also sometimes I feel like they're – distracting from the main argument which is it's a life and you can't kill a life yeah it's murder it's wrong and so i mean i guess
1: i don't know where to finish that (laughs) can't kill life that's about it yeah
0: so i think that about wraps up our conversation on this episode and obviously we can always come back to it because the issue of life is Vitally important in this day and age, um, but in essence, I think we we all want to strongly encourage you guys. If I know most of our listeners are indeed pro life, and I'm just personally, I would like to encourage you to do more for the pro life movement. If you can, I would encourage you to give twenty bucks to uh, a pregnancy resource center near you. You know what's even more valuable than money at this point? Volunteers. If you would want to go and stand outside of of an abortion clinic with um, just for an hour or so with 40 days for life just to pray for the end of abortion and for the women that are going into that pregnancy center or if you want to sign up to become a sidewalk counselor, it is really simple. All you need to do is walk up to the car while they're coming into the driveway and ask them what they're here for and, and ask them if you can help them. and Many times you don't know. By just showing up, you never know what God's doing in their lives. So just please show up and show your support for the uh, little children that don't have a voice and be their voice. Until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And let us remember that children are indeed a heritage from the Lord, and offspring, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of the warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has his filled his quiver with them. They will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. I think God is trying to tell us that children are indeed pretty great. (laughs) So let's go out and save as many as we possibly can. And until next time, this is self-evident.
1: Save the babies!